and welcome to episode 43 welcome. of the Dial-Up Movie Club. I'm your host, Matthew, and to with me as always, we got 43. Drew. I'm doing good this week. Uh, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Uh, horrible movie. Absolutely horrible. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it really had no reason to be in 3D. This is an older movie, by the way. Not oh, super old, okay. but like, uh, let me figure out when this was made. But there was really no... 2013, I want to say? You know, that's good enough for me. Um, yep. Yeah, there's no reason for it to be in 3D, except for one scene where Leatherface threw a chainsaw at the screen, and then it very much... You could see the second in air where it switched from a real chainsaw to a 3D model. <laughs> and then it was coming at the screen. Um, that was hilarious. No, it was oh, really that's awesome. Funny, yeah. Anything else or just the Texas? <clears throat> I did not do much this week. I think that's about it. All right. Well, speaking of 3D chainsaws, we got Dean. Dean, how are you doing this week? Good. Um my weekend felt a little packed. I ended up, I mean, I wrote the choose your own path for this episode till like what one last night. Um, pretty much my Saturday was, I don't know how I started my Saturday. Oh yeah. I went out to the store first to get a SD card for the Nintendo switch because I ran out of space and I got a Marvel Lego superheroes. Oh, the game super cheap. Yeah. The game, dude, that game is it. so good. I got it for super cheap on sale, but I didn't have any space. So I had to go uh, and get an SD card. Which I, I think like, you'll like that game. It's very fun. I just started it. It was pretty fun. A little different than I'm used to with Lego games. This yeah. is a jump from the complete saga, but dude, I'm but getting th- used to it. This game, the this game has like one of the biggest rosters I've even seen in a video game. Like it has, oh yeah, most popular Marvel characters. I would say good, good, yeah, bigger than Overwatch. Yeah, bigger than Overwatch. Wow. That's um, a crazy big roster prob- there. Probably like double the size, honestly. Skywalker Saga is going to have three hundred characters, maybe even more. That three hundred game next month. 300 Skywalker compared to complete saga. saga i think complete saga was 160 characters that's that awesome. nearly double and there's going to be dlc characters which you get if you get the deluxe edition i am but i'm excited for that game too i got that sd card went home loaded it up also got minecraft on there so i wanted minecraft portable um but other than that i then i had to catch up for today because today i was doing other stuff so after that i watched tropic thunder once that was done i started the choose your own path that took me all the way up till one and so today i went out with some friends and we went and shot some guns one of them bought an m1 grand today so i got to shoot an m1 grand that was really fun we blew up a animatronic uh poop emoji that (laughs) jeremy gave me for who knows why Bro, You're a real was. Call of when Duty you actually boy actually shoot it, it's a whole different... Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. I got like four things. Uh, so first, wow. Dean, I upgraded. Uh, Marvel Unlimited, Ooh. it's in the trash. No, it's not in the trash. Whoa. I still have it. I still like that app. But I also got the DC Infinite app, which is just the same thing, but DC Comics. So uh, I started... 
I got back into Injustice. I stopped at like year one last time. I think they're on like year five now. So I'm trying to get through that. Um, just picking up random things. DC Infinite, honestly, probably better than Marvel Unlimited. I think the uh, interface is much more user friendly, and I give that a recommendation. So the comics better though. I mean, that's just a matter of taste of what you're yeah. into. And what is your taste? Um, I don't, you can't just take the whole thing as a whole and compare <laughs> it to the other. You can be like, you Marvel. gotta choose one or uh, one or the other. Marvel Which one you over picking? DC, in my opinion. Really? Okay, yeah. okay. I don't know. I guess if I had to choose, I'd choose DC. Okay. But it's, I think it's I would like too. killing a child. Yeah, it really is. I'm just such a Batman fan that I feel like I could not go without those heroes. That would be very mm-hmm. sad. I could. Damn. Dean <laughs> said, kill them all. Kill them Except all. I Joker. Say. I guess. Yeah, Joker's what you can do without fine. Joker? See, DC Infinite is nice because you can, like, say say you're new to comics and you're like i just like the joker i i want to know about the joker you can type in the joker and it'll have a little page where it's like the joker meet the joker and it'll give you like origin issues key issues like stories about him books and all that marvel sucks with that if you're like i want to read spider-man you look up spider-man it's just here's everything from 1960 to now and in like just that's the order you get. You can't look up specific issues. Anything you want doesn't give you key issues. It's just here is everything. Good luck. And I think that is so yeah. uncool for new people trying to get into comics. Yeah, no, that would discourage me a lot. <laughs> yeah. So DC definitely has a leg up on that. So I started reading Justice and uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws because I love Red Hood. Good stuff. Like um, Red Skull. <laughs> that's marvel yeah i know okay. what about red hulk no. oh that's so sad no? that you brought that up because right before we started recording i found out that um the actor for general ross passed away today uh man what's his name really general ross. william hurt he uh passed away he was gonna be red hulk so he's gonna be he was gonna be red hulk like in the he he's been playing general ross in the mcu since like the first hulk movie and they were gonna i believe he's in the she hulk series coming to disney plus this year and he passed away at 71 today so man that's some bull oh Mm -hmm. i see that i know that guy i don't know what from wait yeah he's in a lot of stuff they were gonna cast a 70 year old man to be red hulk well, I mean, he would be yes, CG. Sir. Oh, okay. All right, we need you to. We need you. Yeah, to get it's like through this uh, <laughs> manhole, and I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, you got a point to this manhole. <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't know enough about Red Hulk. I was kind of thinking he had his own like. Uh, bruce identity you know like we would see him shrink back down but he probably would i i believe because there there's gonna be like a thunderbolts movie which 
The Thunderbolts is basically Marvel's equivalent to the Suicide Squad, which is led by okay. Thunderbolt Ross, who is the Red Hulk. And that usually has like like Deadpool goes on the Thunderbolts, Ghost Rider's been on it, Daredevil's been on it. Just yeah, like the more edgy, darker characters. That would be a kick ass movie. What, um, mm-hmm. What's the Avengers equivalent for DC? Justice League. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the big the heavy hitters of the crew. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, third thing of my week, I watched Whiplash. I've been, I, I was like, it's directed and written by Damien Chazelle, who wrote and directed La La Land. Mm, Chef's Kiss. Watched it. It's so good. Please watch it. I will definitely recommend it on the show sometime, or I think you should just watch in your free time. It's just a good movie. J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for it. So, uh, watch it. It's great. I I read the description for that. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't sound too interesting to me, but I feel like it's one of those movies. If you sat me down, made me watch it, I'd probably like it. Yeah, I think I think I got to do that, man, because it's. I thought the same thing. I'm like drumming movie. I don't care about this, but it's like the drumming instructor is the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket times twelve, and it's it's great it's very entertaining um and i still have one more movie on damien chazelle's directorial thing which is called first man which is like a biographical or what what is that called i guess biographical thing about neil armstrong which i want to see so i'll hopefully watch that soon but the big news this week man we are three in one to go and this is the big one and this has actually been a thing for a while, but I keep forgetting to announce it. So I'm announcing it now. I have been contacted and I am working with the amazing crystal storm. And she has put together and is writing, directing, editing this big star Wars audio drama podcast that I have been casted on. Uh, So I expect that I believe first episodes coming out in April. So still working on that and check that out when it comes out but yeah huge shout out to her and her crew the whole team's on it race to canis is in the show playing emperor palpatine which i love oh, yeah. that casting <laughs> i can't think of a better emperor palpatine than him uh yeah so check that out when it comes out hey that's all awesome right, congrats right. that man cool. thank that's you like thank a you. like a more like a more of a story show rather than like a discussion podcast yeah yep it's an actual narrative so mm. yeah it's that i believe it's a pre-clone wars staga type type of stuff very very cool stuff if you love star wars you'll love this so in a star where there's a war <laughs> no way <laughs> star wars <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Dean Comedy Month is going mm-hmm. on this month, and Dean has brought us Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. You want to play, or you want to look up the IMDb score? Will I oh, explain yes. the rules? And whoever wins IMDb shall go first in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the IMDb game is a game that you can play at home where Dean will look up the IMDb score for Tropic Thunder. IMDb is a website where users can go and review movies on scale 1 to 10, decimal points included. 
IMDb rounds up all the scores into a nice number that Drew and I will guess the winner of which will go first in Dean's story, go first in initial thoughts, and go first in final thoughts. Now, Drew won in the last time that wasn't Dean. So, Drew, would you like to go first? Yes, I would. Um, I'm going to say 7.1. Hey club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year, and I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more, eating healthier, getting rid of sodas, and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being And the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. This stuff refreshes you. I love... All the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if you're feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins. B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. Okay. Uh, I think it'll be just a bit higher, just a tad higher. So I'm going to go 7.6. Drew one. Drew one. <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> it's a seven. Really? Wow. Dang. Yeah. Okay. It's a seven. Okay. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised. I do, you know, when I watched this, I, I expected it to be like really cheesy and such. And maybe some parts it is. But honestly, watching through it again, I did like it. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it personally. I think it has its moments of being funny. There are moments though where I'm just like, eh, that was that was kind of there cringe. are in the very <laughs> beginning. There's a movie trailer for the Fatties, which is um, oh, Jack Black's God. character, and that's the worst that. part to me. That is and arguably like right the, the worst part, and it's Although, just like a fart comedy. I do want to say that I think 
that in theaters seeing that would have hit very different not that one in particular i still wouldn't have like the fatties part the but trailers like, thing yeah the trailers because it doesn't even like open with like the studio logos or anything it just goes right into these trailers and then i think yeah. that's a really interesting way to introduce the characters in the film i like that concept i liked a lot. it a lot um matt <clears throat> what'd you think yeah. of satan's alley <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> Seeing uh, Toby Maguire and Robert Downey Jr. in the same fake A twenty four ish art house gay priest film, it fills you with a feeling. Yeah, and I out of all the movies like the Scorcher, the Fatties, and uh, what was it, Devil's Alley? Yeah, oh, Satan's oh. Alley. Satan's Alley. Yeah. I want to see Satan's Alley. I've, yeah, I've that was the one I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was a serious film or a comedy? Well, I, I think, think it's it was a serious. serious. Film. I yeah. think so too. Yeah, yeah, no. I've but, um, something about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> Felt like a yes. Fifty Shades trailer. <laughs> so Drew. Drew winning the IMDb game gets to go first, and Drew or in Dean's. Choose your own adventure story based oh, on Tropic so, Thunder. So my um this story, I feel like the direction of this one is so you are casted into a war movie. And I think you just gotta get through it. <laughs> it's basically All right. the biggest thing about it. All um, right. I'll try and keep my wits yeah, handy. Obviously, antics ensue. There's winning paths, obviously, and there's losing paths, obviously. This one has some somewhat win paths, too. The big win is if you get an Oscar in the end. If you oh. don't get an Oscar, you just kind of just survived. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. So you are casted. Congratulations. You just got casted in what is expected to be a hit Vietnam-era war movie loaded with special effects and a star cast this movie should be a near guaranteed hit did you change your skin color for the role or do you read the script i'm gonna say i read the script all right all right (laughs) all right so you're reading the script you went through the audition traditionally you read the script way to go sport you've now had a glimpse of what is expected to be put onto the big screen When the other actors get mixed up, you keep them in the right direction. You are a valuable asset to the team. Don't expect to be screwed over anytime soon. You are dropped in the jungle with them, and your director may have stepped on a landmine, but who knows. Um, Give a good team-leading speech to keep the team motivated for the hard trek ahead. Um, Boys, men, men. Boys who grew into men, listen to me now. I will guide you on the path of a cinematic lifetime. We are going to take this to the Oscars. We are going to create leading performances that inspire generations yet to come. This is going to be more realistic than real Vietnam, okay? They don't, the people who are there, they're not gonna know anything compared to this what we show on this screen here this is true heroism okay now let's go film a movie that's that's my speech all right well the team is pumped up they're hooting and howling yeah really got the game going here all right now the team is hopped up so much 
Some could be on drugs or something. The energy is through the roof, though. Good thing, too, because militants have been surprisingly firing on your position from the jungle now. <laughs> do you fire back or do you go and hide? You know what? I'm going to fire back. All right. Well, you begin firing back with your blank-filled firearm. It is very intimidating, though. It spooks the opponents. Uh, the militants flee to safety. They may return, though. Is this part of the movie a fellow actor asks? What do you think? You know what? I'm going to say no. I don't think this is a part of the movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, trying to convince the other actors, a division between the group does stay. So you just decide to follow the map provided by the director. I got a bad, bad feeling about this one, man, an actor says. Oh, and another actor says, are you doing a bit? Say something to convince them that they are not in a movie. You, you gotta convince these guys. Holy shit balls, dude. Those bullets, one, one grazed my shoulder, man. Those oh, are real. Man, <laughs> well, damn, you really opened my eyes, one actor says. Another says, yeah, thanks, man. We need to stay on our toes. The team is in agreement that y'all really are deep in the shit. Enemy fire erupts once again, and everybody springs into action. You all understand you're in it for the long haul now. Do you resort to your weapons with blank rounds? Or do you resort to your set knives, which actually seem to be pretty sharp? I'm going to say, I'm going to say go for the knives. All right, all right. You all wield the set knives and go barbaric. It is very morbid. And you lose a couple actors, honestly. <laughs> um, yourself uh. and two others, though, are still up and functioning. <clears throat> After the horrors, you all decide a big decision needs to be made. Take a different route or keep moving along. I'm going to say, we got to keep going. You got to keep going? We got to okay. keep going. Well, the trio of actors push on as usually planned. You reach a strange looking village. Could be a complex of some kind. The three of you sigh at the sight of the complex. I want to hear your speech to them, either as to give up or to try and escape the jungle. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I want you to hear your speech to them, either it being to give up and try to escape the jungle or to try and take down the bad guys. Guys, I'm going to be real. We all just have knives. This is a camp with lots of people with guns. I see a lot of guns down there. We gotta get the hell out of here, guys. The other two actors agree that we shouldn't risk our lives over this. So, with some tough hiking, eventually you escape the jungle. No Oscar, but you get okay. to keep your life. Woo! You sort of won. I count that, yeah, as a dub. That counts. That count, I count it as a dub. I'd it's a half dub. I'm 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 happy with this ending. Nice. You survived. Good yes. job, Drew. Well, thank you for that, Dean. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. I like that mm. one. Good. Well, it is back to Drew now to start us off with his initial thoughts on Tropic Thunder. Woo! Uh yeah, I, I think I saw this first with Dean. I think. Um, so maybe it's possible. Yeah, I I don't know. I know I at least watched it with Dean once. Um, but 
I've probably seen this movie like four times now. This is probably like my fourth watch through. Um, yeah, I really liked it when I was young. I feel like for me personally, some of the jokes just didn't age well. <laughs> uh, like they just kind of came off as like cringy this time. But um, no, there's there's parts that I enjoy. So, yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I first saw this movie at Dean's Cottage, I want to say with both of you. Um, and it just it was it was just a movie to me. I didn't think it was like great. I didn't think it was bad. It was just just, just a movie. Um yeah. and I rewatched it and my thoughts haven't changed too much. I don't love it, I don't Damn. hate it. It's just middle of the road kind of for me as far as like comedies and parodies go. So, I mean, I don't like think it's the worst thing ever, but I'm also not like biting at the bit to watch it ever again. Yeah. So, yeah, not not good, but not great to me. I'm not. Did you say not good, but not great? (laughs) That too, (laughs) but not bad either. (laughs) Damn. Um, I... I mean, I thought it was going to be a bit cheesier. And I mean, there are parts where it's cheesy and there are parts where the jokes haven't really aged too well. They're kind of cringe. But I think overall, I still enjoyed the movie because I'm not going to step down from you guys' words. I, I laughed quite a bit at first when I was watching this. I, I, I had some good laughs watching this. Um, Stand up for yourself, Dean. I like it. I'm standing. Yeah, I'm standing. yeah. He's standing up. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. In my suspenders. <laughs> but um i don't first i when it first starts off i think the first trailer is for al pacino which his character's name is alpa then chino it's not al then pacino it's alpa chino he uh runs a line of booty sweat energy drinks and uh bust the nut bar uh <laughs> um what is that granola bars something like that and um, I just like when they're out marching and they're like, think they're in the jungle. They're thinking they're in the deep in the jungle scene and they're just marching along. And Al Pacino's like, man, am I thirsty? Good thing I got this booty sweat. And he's pulling out the <laughs> flashy booty sweat can. I just thought that was, I, I laughed pretty hard at that because I'm like, they're in a Vietnam movie. There ain't, there ain't no booty sweat in vietnam <laughs> not the good kind <laughs> yeah these trailers that this movie starts out with i watched it with kim i got the dvd for her dad for his oh, birthday yeah. a year or two back because i was like he'd like this movie um and we were watching it at her house and i hit play and then the trailer started and kim was like i thought you hit play <laughs> i was like just Ooh, wait for it just wait for it and then another one started and she's like is this the movie? What is, what's happening right now? <laughs> like, the trailers are the ridiculous. Movie? Yeah. They are. Did she figure it out by the time Satan's Alley came around? Yeah, she did. She did. Oh, good. Um, but I was looking into it, and this it goes so much deeper than the trailers at the beginning. Like they oh. 
they created fake websites to go along with each of these movie trailers. Really? That like you could like the marketing on Tropic Thunder was insane. So there was like a scorcher website and stuff. And they <laughs> actually produced and sold the fictional energy drink booty sweat. They did. No way. You could have bought that drink. Yo. Can I get my own booty sweat can? You, it's <laughs> it's gotta be like hundreds on eBay. I bet I'm There's gonna check it out right now. It. it is on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> can I have one for uh, fifteen dollars? That's not too bad, actually. That see, oh, it seems like it's sealed. Six cans of booty sweat for hundred eighty dollars. Man, kind of want to try it, not going to lie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Should we, shall we, fellas? <laughs> this is why we need a Patreon, so we yeah. can fund our booty indulge in the booty sweat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like they literally, there's a whole separate movie they released. A documentary really? about making this film in character. I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain. So it's the, it's a spoof documentary of the characters making this movie, and it's called um, Reign of Madness, which in itself is a spoof on the real life documentary about the making of Apocalypse Now called Hearts of Darkness. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw Hearts of Darkness. You did? Is that? Is that yeah. What? Do you think? I'm curious because I've seen Apocalypse now, but I haven't seen. Well, see, I didn't see. I didn't see um, Apocalypse now. I only saw Hearts of Darkness, but that movie, like the production of it, absolutely insane. Absolutely like, insane. They put them through it, or because uh, I know in Saving I, Ryan, they made a legit well, if, form of boot camp. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it was more just like there was disaster after disaster happening on set and then there was like a bunch of people like on drugs like constantly and Dang. yeah isn't that pretty or it's willem the 80s in that, right who willem defoe's in one of those old vietnam movies he is in i don't think it's apocalypse now is it it might not oh he's in Pluna. Oh, Platoon? I knew he was in one of those, but I didn't think it was Apocalypse Now. Do you see Platoon, Matt? I did not. I've, I'm not a big war movie guy. Haven't okay. seen many of the old ones. Right. Seen Saving Private Ryan. Um, that's yeah. a movie. That's a, that's a good one. That's a movie. <laughs> it's good. It's literally, I'm pretty sure it's been said that veterans will agree that the D-Day scene in that movie is the most accurate of any movie so far. The D-Day scene is incredible. The only thing wrong Thank with you. that movie is that after the D-Day scene, there's an extra three hours of movie. It's good. <laughs> Man, you're going to hate. You're going to hate War Month, I bet. <laughs> War Month is my bane. I'm, I'm, uh. But yeah, like the trailers, um, we we love fatties, fart too. No, uh, no, no, no. We love the, or Satan's Alley. That was is a it, great one. Isn't this movie one. written by Ben Stiller too? Yeah, and directed. directed. 
and directed yeah so and produced you know, if, it's like a passion project for if that i guy. were jack black reading this script and i got to the part with fatties <laughs> i'd be like hell no i am being in this <laughs> i'm gonna say none of the scorcher movies looked good to me yeah no and i think that's kind like, of the point though yeah they seem kind of the like the resident open. evil movies <laughs> and, yeah and that they're so bad but like so entertaining at the same time yo though, um i yeah, really this... really want to see the actual version of satan's alley <laughs> me too yeah. man i need yeah. to see that happen it's gotta we gotta see it released hashtag make satan's alley um I yep. love any time there's a shot that is like the classic American helicopter helos um, flying through the jungle. Anytime there's a shot with that and you're playing like Credence or something, oh, it's perfect. I know a lot of people do that shot and it, to a point where it maybe could be considered cliche, but I think I, it is. I absolutely love the vibes and looks of those shots. And I think you need it. I like it too. If you want to make at least a Vietnam War movie, you need one of those shots. It's not one without one like that. And it's it's definitely purposeful too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because this movie is essentially a parody of war movies in general. Yeah, I think it's a parody of either Apocalypse Now or Platoon personally. Yeah, like I would it could, say so. It, I feel like it's just a play on the whole genre. It just yeah. feels like yeah. satire yeah. of everything. And like what you're saying, dude, with the cinematography, they hired John Toll as a cinematographer because he is a guy very well known for uh shooting war movies. Like he was the oh. one who was the cinematographer for like Braveheart and uh The Last Great Samurai. Movie. So they get a cinematographer to really nail the look of a war movie. And well, they're also like putting spins on it, which I think does elevate it in ways of like, you know, you look at Austin powers, which is a parody of James Bond, but it's not really shot like a James Bond movie. So it kind of doesn't have the same feel, but this feels like a war movie, but it's showing you like funny parody stuff. So I think it elevates it in that way. I love um yeah. Well, I think it it might be my favorite, at least one of my favorite scenes is the first like battle scene where they have the big explosion screw up and such as that because I, I like that too. I love the sequence when um Ben Stiller is like appearing from the brush and they're like there he is. He just gets <laughs> shot like a, <laughs> yeah. a ridiculous amount of times and then he like falls to his knees. And then um, Kirk Lazarus goes, survive. <laughs> yeah. He just gets shot up. Pushes a grenade. When I get home, I'm going to teach you how to juggle. And his <laughs> hands are all blown up. <laughs> I remember that always. That was the one joke I always remembered from this. I always loved that joke. When they're trying to cry and they're just like spitting and Because <laughs> they can't cry. Um, I always love Danny McBride. Um, he's always kind of just playing himself. It seems mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he's the is he the voice for How to Train Your Dragon? Pick up. No, no, no. no. Danny he's McBride the, is the explosions expert. 
guy. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He um, he is always himself. Yeah. I feel like the show Eastbound and Down is really good proof of that. But <laughs> I think he does really good in this. I like him in this. Did you sing the Eastbound and Down song? Huh? Um I, I don't remember down. how that goes. Man, why don't you sing it in an episode? Oh, I think I do. I was just thinking, because Drew, I've done it more than once, I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> I had this like weird tick in my head where if Drew ever at all mentioned Eastbound and Out, then I would go Eastbound and Out, rolling up and trucking. I think that's, yeah, yeah, I that's just, it. I, I've never like lo- looked for the actual lyrics, but that's what it sounds like to me. But I have just about did it this time. I don't think that song is in any way associated with the show. Yeah. Oh, this well, is just. <laughs> I just. Well, it sounds like. It. <laughs> I guess. I it guess sounds so. like it. It does. Throw it in the show. Throw it in there. That's what I say. Eastbound it out. Okay, now that you said that, man, I'm gonna make sure I do that every time Drew mentions Eastbound it out. Okay. Sweet. We'll remember right. that. I've never seen that show, so it's all on you, Drew, Me to not either. mention okay. it again. Yeah, this first sequence is that this feels like the most they're going just over the top with every cliche we know from war movies, from the main hero just getting obliterated yet surviving yeah. to tell his best friend his life story. Uh, the major explosions, the guy gets popped in the head and it is just a spraying of (laughs) Yeah, it's a geyser. Uh, I like that too. That's great. (laughs) It cannot be stopped. It's overly gory. It's just so much macho manism that it hurts. So, and then we we cut to the the main crux of the movie. It's a movie of a movie. Wow, there's a whole crew Mm -hmm. and all that. Wow, isn't that neat? I like they're filming um, Tropic Thunder. I like when the it's still during that whole situation and such. I like how after he like pushes the grenade away and it blows up his hands. When Kirk Lazarus goes up to him, he just says, which it's just funny to me because this is like a line that they're intending to be in the movie. And he just walks up and he's like, Look at you, man, playing with grenades. (laughs) (laughs) And um then they're like fighting over him. They can't cry and such as that, even though the jets are about to fly and make a big explosion. And then finally, I think he's, I think they're just arguing and fighting. So then Kirk Lazarus is like, look at, look at him now. See how agitated he is now. Let's make lemonade. <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny. This, this really is a star studded cast. Mm-hmm. It is. Like lots of big names in here. That explosion cost them four million dollars, and they didn't even get it on camera. I, I, I that joke pains me. The thought of <laughs> burning four million dollars pains. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Because not only did it cost that, but it also scorched the big chunk of the yeah. land. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's talk about this cast for a second. Let's let's go through them. We got Ben Stiller, writer, yep. director, main character. What a what a load this guy was carrying. Tug Speedman. What do we think of him? He <sighs> I don't know. I... I think he's one of my least favorite. In this. He... 
I feel like he's not my favorite, but I don't dislike him because I feel like his role, his character and such, I think does bring a good level that is needed to the movie. I don't know. Without him, you wouldn't have the whole conflict between him and Kirk. I really like how him and Kirk kind of go into like subtle debates who is a better actor and Kirk even gives him that speech because he's like saying like, man, I've done some great movies. I just need something else. And he's like, you remember Simple Jack? He's like, Simple Jack, uh, stupid ass Jack. Like he just keeps <laughs> making Simple Jack sound more and more like an idiot. And he's like, you went full retard. Never go full retard. Which I'm quoting the movie there. Okay. <laughs> quoting the movie there. It's quoting the movie. This movie did get quite a bit of backlash from mental health groups for it their did. depictions it did. of mental it did. illness. It did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it felt like the movie themselves explained that it's too much. It's like they didn't get as much backlash for the blackface as I thought they would, but like people really went in on the people, how they depicted mental illness. People really try to bash them for that, but I think. It really is like for the character. And honestly, I'm just going to say, I, I respect it. It's a big, bold move for them, but that literally is what the character is. And I feel like we don't have to do it twice. We don't have to make another movie now where characters like that, because we did it. But I think it's a really funny concept for a guy to be like so entranced into the role that he like literally changes the color of his skin. Like he's probably... <laughs> a raging racist at least subconsciously but hey i thought it was funny i think <laughs> i think yeah it's it's okay to have characters that are shitty people you know and do shitty things and like even if we as a society don't agree with what that is like if you don't have examples of that on screen i don't know i feel like well, it's it's like it serves as a reminder that, yeah, this is really shitty. <laughs> people, people shouldn't be like this in real life. I look at it as a fact that we should know that nobody should do that. Like, I feel like anybody <laughs> in the right mind should know. Yeah. Don't change your skin color. for. A yeah, yeah, exactly. And don't especially don't try to start acting like someone different because of that. But I think the whole fact that you should be able to know that as is, is the reason it should be acceptable to be a character. Because a lot of times comedies, when you have like a character who's funny because of something about them, it's typically something that I guess nobody really is. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like... um. Because you get characters in movies who are funny, but they are obviously bad people. Like, say, bad grandpa. Like, he stuffs his junk into a vending machine, all right? But the whole fact that we know that at least nobody in their right mind would do that, that's what makes it funny. Because you watch it and you're like, who the heck would do that? Yeah, that's it's the funny part. It's It's like so ridiculous to the audience like obviously nobody would do this or they shouldn't if they're would, a decent person <laughs> i would say i feel like that's something that people seem to be forgetting is because like say you'll get a villain who's like i don't know i don't even know example but you just get these people with these attributes where if it was an actual person like that people wouldn't like them 
but they're a character and people know that for the most part in the right mind, you shouldn't be like the way that character is. And the whole knowing of that is what makes the character funny. These people who get offended by it, watch it as if they're like a real person. Like they're watching it like, man, Robert Downey Jr. is such a racist. He's just doing it for the role, man. That's the character. Don't bash him for being the character he was given. Yeah. I don't think we should excuse it, though, for that reason. No, yeah. We're, I mean, the like, thing is... I think we're all in agreement that blackface is bad. Can yeah. we agree yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah we can absolutely. agree on that. It's bad. I think the reason it's an exception with this movie is because... I think they even kind of identify in the movie that it's a bad thing because you yeah. have Al Pacino getting offended by him. Yeah, and they that do. right there is telling you that they know it's bad, that this is all the character. The whole reason this is written is for the light of the movie. I'm honestly, you can have movies with like real touchy topics and such, but I do stand in the line that I feel like a movie can be whatever the writer wants it to be because he's writing it and making the scenes and such in a way to affect the people that he wants. It's them trying to get the people to feel the way they want them to feel. They don't have mm -hmm. to actually be like that. They're trying to put themselves in the mindset of what would a lunatic do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's, I think it, it does it in this movie. Like how you said, it's the exception to where, they they don't like play it off as a cool thing they they tell you this is wrong and yeah. yeah the al pacino is the character that gets that kind of puts uh kirk lazarus in check about mm -hmm. his actions so they don't paint it as a good thing which is why i think this movie doesn't get crap like hell robert downey jr got nominated for an academy award for this really role. <laughs> for uh best supporting actor and so did tom cruise in this movie both got nominated for best supporting actor but you know what it was 2008 you know what they lost to heath ledger's joker of course yeah so uh it was Deserved. hardly hardly a competition <laughs> so yeah uh, and like i said that didn't really get much backlash it is it is strange looking at it out of context now and also think about it like this Robert Downey Jr. was at the bottom of the career right there. It was he 2008, was. this and Iron Man that brought him back from his downfall, as it were. So, yeah, it did a little good. <laughs> That's honestly, I'm happy to see where he is today as long as he's not hopped up on whatever he was then. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to see his, his uh, rise back to power. He's got mm -hmm. a glow up, a glow up for sure. Yeah, yeah, we love him. We love him. Uh, let's go on to Jack Black, who plays Jeff Portnoy. <laughs> what do we think of him? Uh... Well, you see, I was personally offended by his drug addiction. <laughs> yeah, is that what is they're that trying the to make the character to? funny to me by being? addicted to heroin no that that i am offended no i'm just joking you see i'm giving an example as somebody you know <laughs> it's an example because of dean somebody is a heroin addict so yeah. he would be offended <laughs> i am not i i was given an example no i know that you shouldn't be a heroin addict i know if you're in the right mind 
you shouldn't be a heroin addict. And so Jack Black's character to me is funny. He is a little, he's probably the cringiest of the characters in my opinion, but he's got some funny moments. I, um, I liked when he's like kind of getting a little bit of that heroin out of his little rapper and um, the dude walks up <laughs> and he's like, Hey, what's you doing? Oh, eating jelly beans, man. Oh, <laughs> jelly beans, man. I really love some. <laughs> no, you can't. You think you could just have another man's jelly beans? What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> Privacy boundaries, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Privacy boundaries. And then later on, remember when I had those jelly beans? They weren't jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> it was drugs, Bro, man. <laughs> he's drugs. Jack Black in this movie started the coronavirus. He was eating a bat. He, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why did he bite into the bat? <laughs> he <laughs> instantly regretted it. <laughs> did, you, did you guys hear about the Ozzy Osbourne, how he did yeah, that? Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a of bat. He thought it was a rubber prop. Yeah. And he grabbed it and bit the head right off. And on what? Stage. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a of bat on stage thinking it was a prop. He had to go to the hospital and get like rabies shots. Oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't know that. How yeah, the he... hell do you mix that up, bro? <laughs> a prop between a real bat? You just it bit the head off a bat, he, dude. I think someone in the crowd threw it at him and he like grabbed it and just chomped down trying Where to make it a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. So insane. And yeah, he says he like bit into it and just blood filled his mouth. And he was like, "Uh oh, (laughs) (laughs) uh oh, this isn't a problem." Is this a recent thing? Uh, no. This was back when he was in Black Sabbath. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) a lot of great band. Cruel foreshadowing there. Hey. War Pigs banger oh, song. Good song. <laughs> I think this movie has a banger soundtrack in general. Yeah. I like oh, all I, the yeah. song choices. Um, Even just like the scores. Like favorite, favorite song featured is Name of the Game by the Crystal Method. Don't know if you've heard that, but that's the one where it was playing as they were in the helicopter. And uh, it's kind of a little like hip hop, like mixed sounds you know like i don't even know how to describe that if you look at vitamins at the hotel i know they play um i wrote down i will never argue with a credence song in a vietnam film and i think they play run through the jungle great song great even like ccr in these war movies is a cliche and it I is. love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I will um, never argue with it, though. No, no. Jay Birichel, who plays Kevin Sandusky, this is the guy who voices Hiccup in mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon. He's I. He's I. Yeah, he's I. I, I like when he's, um, he's taking a piss, and first Kirk Lazarus walks <laughs> up next to him, and he's like, hey, man, I'm, I just want to talk to you. I don't really need to piss. And... <laughs> 
does this whole thing. He's like, I need you to help yeah. me out. And then he leaves. And then right after he walks away, Tug Speedman walks up to him. <laughs> he's like, hey, I just want to talk to you. But he pops open a booty sweat with his oh. knife and it just sprays. And you can see Kirk <laughs> Lazarus see. And he's more just like, what the heck? Because he thinks he's <laughs> Yeah. Or is he suspicious? Either way, Ooh. he just gives a weird look in the corner of the shot. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I like the one scene. It was just very quick, but um, he was like talking about like video games and porn, and then Kirk just turns around, and is like, "Have you oh, been yeah. talking to me this whole time?" <laughs> yeah, he's like on about Sony and PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but they don't have it on the PlayStation 3. <laughs> talking to me this you, whole time. You've been talking to me this whole time? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, he didn't really do too much to stand out for me like amongst the other guys, but he, right. he was a welcome addition. He's the one guy that read this script. Like He's the one guy who probably was doing what he actually was supposed to be doing. <laughs> I liked when yeah. in the first shot he gets like bayoneted and gutted and he's on the helicopter and he's just pulling his guts out. He's like, <laughs> what is all this? <laughs> yeah, that was good. And we got uh, Brandon T. Jackson who plays Al Pacino. Mm. A good, I like a good him. addition. I like, I like him, him as a straight man to Lazarus. Yeah. And uh his constant uh, Australian jokes gave me a <laughs> chuckle. Yeah or, oh, yeah. or did a dingo eat your baby? I, the child died. <laughs> there was um, that reminds me of the line of the um, the guy who like wrote the book, like the actual veteran who pretended to have mm-hmm. his have no hands. Um, man, there's a line I wrote down. I'm trying to find it right now. But it was when he sat with, oh yeah, he sat with the director guy after he got like yelled at by the producer and the producer's like, here, who has a key grip? I want you to punch him in the face after all that. Um, the director's sitting with the writer of the book and the, the Vietnam dude, for one, the director's like, don't like the hotel, I guess. And he's like, beds give me nightmares. <laughs> beds then, give um, me- <laughs> um then he's like i don't know what to do about the movie or something and the guy tells him i'm guessing right about now you couldn't find a dixie coonskin in ohio hooker holding the prick and showing you the way and then the director's just like what (laughs) i like the director i like the director i forget what Uh, else he's been in but biggest r.i.p is the director yeah Agreed. <laughs> no, nah, biggest you? RIP is um oh what is his name? How good? uh short stack? Oh <laughs> little squat or whatever. Little, little squat. half squat. Half little squat, half yeah. squat. I still biggest say the director, man. We don't I know if he's that. dead for sure. I, I don't know. I love that kid dead. though. <laughs> oh, director's dead. Kid, I don't know. No, kid isn't dead. Because the kid sits up and sadly crosses Oh, his you're arms. right. Okay, I renounce my biggest R.I.P. He is alive. Okay, I'll give it to Damien Cockburn. Nice. <laughs> now, who's ready to make the greatest war ever? We begin at dawn. <laughs> <laughs>
This is a like, great setup for this Very movie. nice. Almost got me. Oh, yeah, Tug Speed, but he's arguing with Kirk. He's like, I've done more movies than you, and I can point out a prop head picks up the severed head when I see one. And he, like, shoves his finger in it. Oh, yeah. It's oh. corn syrup. Corn syrup. Coloring. And then he's Very- like, Blood tasting corn syrup. <laughs> Blood tasting corn syrup. Yeah, that's one of those cringe moments. Yeah, kind of just hurts to watch. I uh, think this... I I laughed at that scene though, still just because I laughed at realization. Um. Yeah, the guy who plays Damien, uh, Steve Coogan. Uh, he's also in Night at the Museum movies. He's like. The dude that's uh, always with Owen Wilson, I think, like shrank down, you know, which Ben Stiller is also in the Night at the Museum movies. You're right. He's the little gladiator dude, isn't he? Yeah. Owen Wilson is the cowboy. How cute. Yeah. Oh, those are good movies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. Robin Williams. May you rest in peace. All right. I got to know, fellas. Who is the MVP of Tropic Thunder for you? Matthew McConaughey. Really? The agent? He brings him his TiVo. And he comes to rescue them in a helicopter. He is a real one for not uh, not giving up on uh, Tug, Tug Speedman yep. for the jet. Good and on. you know what? You know what? I honestly think... That during this movie, the subplot with Tom Cruise and Matthew McConaughey is one of the most entertaining parts of it to me. Mm-hmm. I I love both of them in this movie. I think it's great. I didn't know Tom in the movie until like I think the last time I watched it, not this time, the time before. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I didn't realize I found it out, the first I was time. like, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told Kim and she did she just didn't believe me until the end of the movie where she was like I kind of see it. <laughs> it's very buried beneath makeup and stuff. Yeah. And I I do love him in this movie. Hey, that's great acting though. Hey, it is great acting. He immersed himself. He should have won an Oscar, but he also shouldn't have because he was nominated but didn't win. Good on him. I think um, Dunce is uh, Ben Stiller's character. I was going to say Jack Black's character. Yeah, you know, that can also be argued. There's a lot of Dunces. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's very hard. I'm thinking. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give it to the um, Four Clover, whatever the dude's name is. That's who I was just about to say was Four Clover. Oh, yeah. About lying. Being in Vietnam and basically getting all these people stuck in a death trap. (laughs) I would say um, MVP is hiccup voice guy because (laughs) he knows how to read the map. He gets them in the direction and he's the one that comes up with the big plan in the end because he actually read the script. And so he knew the plan from script, the offensive. You know, I, That's I fair. could say, I could That's say fair. that. And I could okay. say Kirk Lazarus. I could say Tug Speedman. 
but we all know the MVP of this movie is Tobey Maguire playing himself. <laughs> I thought you were going to curveball me and right. say Matthew McConaughey because he throws the TiVo and stops the rocket from blowing them all up. I said that's, Matthew McConaughey. That's what Drew said. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. We're I might switch the to that because, yeah, the other guy could have let him and everything, but that rocket still would have got them. It still would have. I like when um Tug Speedman is captured and they do call with the satellite phone and they get the producer on the phone and he just like yells them. Like he's just saying like, we are going to scorch you. <laughs> like just giving nothing to him and then hangs up on him and he just goes, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And everybody <laughs> applauds. They that all was, clap. Just the way he <laughs> delivers that line. That is probably my favorite line in the movie. We don't negotiate. We with don't terrorists. negotiate with terrorists. Um have either of did either of you ever actually have TiVo? Did your no, families no. have it? No. no. I had did you? it. Could Man. you explain what TiVo is to the uninitiated? So it was like a digital video recorder that you'd hook up to your TV, but I think it also gave you like, I don't know, once a week or something. Well, it would give you like free movies and free content to watch through it. And it always had like these really old 3D like CG scenes in the beginning when it would start up of like this Uh-oh. TiVo character like, running around and doing things yeah and that is nostalgic for me is very nostalgic i feel like tivo was very short-lived unless i just don't know about it long no i think i think it was too it says it was founded in 1997 but um i don't think it i mean it maybe made it to like 2010 tivo still exists it does. It's it's a media streamer now. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's so it's like um like a Roku or Fire yeah. TV. Yeah, it is. It's got its own little box. Hey, Amazon that's Fire awesome. TV stick. Stick. However, when a remote cuz this remote looks like the old uh Dish Network plastic remote with big rubbery buttons, when a remote looks like that, I don't want it. Mm, that's fair. I feel like that's it's true. Outdated. It feels a little janky. I need my uh, I need my um, Xfinity, um, my Xfinity uh, God, what's that called? I don't know. Flex TV. Flex I need TV that remote. Yeah, that's that slim remote. and sleek, baby. I don't know if that's right, but it's by it's by Xfinity. I will say. I think it's a little disappointing to me how much of the plot in this movie relies on jokes related to special needs. And like, it's not, Um, it's not that it upsets me. It's just that it's, it feels like cheap and cringy. Like it's overused. I didn't extend my, I didn't think of it that way, but it kind of is like that because Tug Speedman's entirety of being kept alive at this heroin plant is to replay yeah. his slow-minded, simple Jack character. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I then, think it brings up an interesting conversation when Lazarus explains, like, Forrest Gump, that, like, he uses a quote, never go full retard. 
then he's like Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. He is like disabled, yes, but he wins a ping pong tournament. That's how he said, but he's like yeah. still capable. <laughs> and it got me thinking of like, yeah, you never really do see actors go like full in on special needs characters. And that is a good thing. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, I think it's I, a great it would keep it that keep it the way it's going yeah and i think the movie says that too with how you see like the scenes from simple jack it is it looks like a bad movie yeah um, but it's interesting to look at movies featuring disabled characters like uh peanut butter falcon cast an actual disabled person a quiet place the deaf girl in that movie is actually deaf so oh, I didn't it know is that. I, I think Hollywood is getting better with that stuff of just remember casting. Hollywood's getting better with it because people are giving them shit. If yeah. people didn't give them shit, Hollywood wouldn't care. I think they still don't care. They're just doing it to keep people from complaining. The voice of the people matters. Yeah, I think I think it's important to keep them in check. It's about uh it's about it that is. representation, yo. It is, it sure is represent baby baby so yeah so with that whole like mental health thing yeah i don't like how this movie portrays it because and like it's hard to go too hard on it because it it's trying to say something about it but it's kind of doing it in the wrong way yeah yeah making its own mistake yeah 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 it's almost ironic how it does it yeah you can't like make fun of something while doing that thing yeah (laughs) that's how i see it and that's why it's kind of like you're watching it and you're just like "Ooh, this is kind of well i'll say now if i looked at the movie as that way like if i looked at it like man they're kind of relying on this whole disabled plot um if i looked at it that way i feel like i wouldn't like the movie as much but for my final review and such i just want to clarify I'm going to still be in the mindset of I was without thinking of that. Like just thinking of my overall enjoyment with watching the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Cause I think that that completely have and halves my opinions, because if I watch the movie in the way that's like, man, they're really relying on this plot, then I wouldn't like it as much, but knowing me, I can watch it and just kind of let that go over my head. And doing that, man, I like the movie. It's funny. It's <laughs> funny movie make me laugh. <laughs> funny movie make me laugh. <laughs> I don't think there's anything like particularly wrong with watching it like that. Like it's like kind of how we talked about in Robocop too, how you can watch a movie in two different ways. You can watch it the way it was probably intended to be watched with just entertainment in mind, or you could look for deeper themes and values and stuff so watching and like you get two different experiences from each so watching tropic thunder is like a straight-up comedy parody of the war genre yeah i think it works as a movie but i think there are some things in it that i like and i don't like war movies so yeah and so that like a parody of that is interesting to me add on top of that the comedy isn't really my type of comedy yeah so there there's just some things that don't shine through to me i guess i would say yeah pretty much um i guess the way i view it if you are looking for the deeper meaning 
and like what they're riding on and with the plot and all that, you might not enjoy the movie as much. If you go in, maybe even as just like a party movie playing in the background, but like just lighthearted, like you're watching it, not expecting much. I think it's good then. Yeah. I'd see that. My one favorite Jack Black scene is when he's tied to the tree and he's oh, yeah. going, <laughs> cradle the balls, stroke oh, the shaft. <laughs> Swallow the gravy. Yeah. I mean, he, man uh, knows what a man needs. That's, that's he's got they that find down. out. Yeah, they find out El Pacino is gay and <laughs> Jack Black, who is suffering very much from heroin withdrawal is <laughs> trying to get get out of his shackles that he put himself in i love just how like overboard he already seems at that point he's gone off the <laughs> deep end he's like just sweaty strapped to this tree he's got the craziest look on his face it's insane at that point <laughs> yeah it's crazy he makes a very valiant decision to not do the heroin when he finds it he instead overdoses two men and goes yeah. we have to be quick they'll wake up in 12 days <laughs> what, um, oh i remember um it's different than what i was gonna say earlier but al pacino doesn't he um He's like saying he's got a someone back home and they're like, what's her name? Uh, Lori or whatever. And he says, Lance. And he's like, okay, yeah. Lance, like, Lance. And then everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And then they're like, just saying stuff like, man, everyone's gay every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirk says that everybody's gay sometimes. <laughs> I thought that scene was funny. I yeah, that was think funny. Some people could think it's a little touchy, but. <laughs> I'm not no, going to look I, into it. I'm not going to ruin the scene for me. I thought it was funny. Ha, ha, I laughs. thought it was funny, too. Uh, ha, ha, laugh. But when, ha, ha, um, laughs. Matthew, when please doing... don't explain this to me. <laughs> please don't explain this, Matt. Uh, when um they do their big operation to save Tug Speedman from the plant, though, I like when he finally, like, Kirk Lazarus gets into the room with him. And it, instead from going to just, like, a pick-up-and-go rescue mission... It turns into like a whole life check for Kirk Lazarus because <laughs> Tug Speedman's like in this whole state from being simple Jack for the show for the people. So he's a little out of his, his mind. He's telling Kirk, he's like, you're all these characters and such as that. And um, it goes into the whole thing. Um, and he's like, you're just scared. Scared of who? scared of you and the moment he says that kirk lazarus there's a shot of him looking in the mirror at himself and i just thought that was funny with how that whole scenario played out yeah and he's removing all the separate makeup from past roles you're right i'm not neil armstrong i'm not this guy and he like takes contacts out, sideburns, mustache, all this. It's like he's been all these other characters that he can't leave. And that also makes me wonder about him becoming Kirk Lazarus. Did he run out of options? Because he had a lot of options on his face of being other people with the sideburns and all that. Did he run out of options and just go, screw it, I'm going black? Oh, maybe. Maybe he was like, I don't know what to change anymore. There's nothing uh, else anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I like that scene too. Um, and it's like last week you guys were arguing over whether or not he wipes off the makeup. You were both kind of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, kept I was thinking, thinking about he that was too. about to, but he never did. Yeah. So I could also see why you thought he did. 
I like when they um they're at the helicopter and I think Tug Speedman for some reason when they're getting shot up he's like now we can do the bit we can do the the scene that we couldn't do in the beginning and um Kirk Lazarus is like cover me and runs away and they're just like what how do we cover him because <laughs> they don't have guns yeah which why don't they just pick up a gun go pick up a gun pick it it's up. true i do love that bridge blowing up sequence because tug speedman's like i have a connection with them i have to go back yeah. and he goes <laughs> back and like not even 10 seconds later they look and he's running back and down <laughs> yeah little I was wrong. Short little half sta- squat. Half squat. Yeah, little half squats on his back, just stabbing at it with yeah. a knife. <laughs> <laughs> they proceeds oh. to just get chucked into the river. <laughs> then I got the I have the I have TiVo. <laughs> My client wants TiVo. He gets the TiVo. <laughs> I always love this scene with uh, Kirk when he goes, here's my mother effing farm. And he pulls the, uh, the machine guns, guns out. Yeah. yeah. I always loved that as a kid. And the end credits played T-Pain yeah. low. Yeah. And, um, Elvis Presley's low. Shawty. Shawty. Um, with Tom Cruise dancing and it shows all the credits um one of the best end credits to a movie oh yeah I love the inner cuts of Tom Cruise grooving he (laughs) plays low quite a bit that man's got low on standby for when he needs to get down but I do think during the credits I think it's playing um get back by ludicrous Though you might be right. I do think low plays, but I don't think it's the end. Yeah, that's song. the earlier scene. Low is like yeah. every other scene. Yeah, no, it was 2008. Everyone had low on standby. Yeah. Every that song yeah. defined a generation, my generation. God bless it. Um, but I the credits, the one thing I like is they show the son, Matthew McConaughey's son, that is in the picture earlier, where he <laughs> makes a joke of like, at least you get to choose your adopted oh, kid. Yeah. I'm stuck with mine. <laughs> I but like they don't that. credit the son. It just shows his like it'll freeze on Matthew McConaughey and they'll say like Matthew McConaughey, and it freezes on the son and just doesn't put a name up. Really? So it just doesn't say who the name of the character is. <laughs> the actor is. That's great. I love that. And that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Well, Drew, you won our IMDb game. You get to give your final thoughts and rating first. All right. Uh, yeah, I think this is a interesting war parody. Um I really, I really like the casting for this film. I think there's a lot of good comedy legends here, um, and I got it. Like, I can't really compliment the cinematography or, because um, I, I feel like it's really trying to replicate war movies being a parody. Um, but you know, it was passable um nothing that like really stood out to me but it was good um 
And yes, yeah, we were saying soundtrack was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Um, there was definitely some jokes that just didn't land for me this time, uh, which was disappointing, but there are plenty of jokes that I liked and I kind of did enjoy the subplot with Tom Cruise more, I think, than most Ooh. of what was actually happening. Um, I don't know. I just, I liked his character and I liked how he interacted with Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah. With all that being said, I think uh, I would give this a 6.5 out of 10. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, going into this rewatch, I wasn't looking forward to it uh because i I just didn't really like this movie the first time i watched it but going off of drew i will compliment the cinematography because it is trying to look like a war movie and while still being a parody comedy and i think it's commendable for that i like a multitude of shots in this movie ranging from short little short stack i half squat i don't know why i keep saying short stack i think i'm thinking of the little asian kid in indiana jones and temple of doom um half squat getting chucked over the bridge makes me that's the only thing in this movie that makes me like actually cackle it's the funniest thing to me um i like the shot of like the helicopter landing in the grass i think that looked very nice um so yeah cinematography is good drew screw you i did wonder how they did that helicopter shot with them on the set right in front of it yeah then it it crashed while they were filming it right next to the actors you know we we can't really question the logic of some (laughs) hey i didn't Um, say the cinematography was bad did not say it was bad, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, soundtrack is good. Uh, it's just the characters for me, really. They're, they range from I don't like them to they're passable. And I guess the performances are okay, good. The plot is kind of meandering towards the middle but i think it does get good towards the end even though i think the end scene goes on a bit too long i was prepared to go into this with a low score lower than average but i think i am gonna round it out at a five out of ten completely Damn. average middle of the you're road. gonna go higher no nope. higher than a five <laughs> man well i'm gonna officially nail Drew's coffin shut with um also saying the cinematography was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say it was Hell bad. Yeah, Dean. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I did love I I, I can't say I, I don't know enough to say love, but I enjoyed the soundtrack. Um the characters, I like the characters. I'm they're awkward people, but I think that's what kind of helps give the flow that without putting them in the deep shit in the jungle, they really would have been screw-ups for the movie because I, I felt like they were meant to be screw-up characters. People, you had actors that feel like they're the best actor in the world, but that's what their problem is. And some actors who aren't the best actors in the world, one's got a drug problem 
and the other one's just uh, really shy. They all got their own quirks that kind of hold them back. And I, I, I like that about them. I think it can, I think it really helps with making them funny. Um, and I purely look at this movie for just laughs. I don't pull it up to watch a war movie. If I wanted to watch a war movie, I'd watch a war movie. If I pull this movie up, I'm expecting to laugh. That's pretty much it. And when I pull up a movie like that, I'm not really expecting too much out of it. So I really enjoyed it. And I think it is well-crafted. So I'm going to give it an eight personally. Okay. I respect all right, it. All right. Okay. I respect it. Well, Dean, thank, thank you. you for bringing us Tropic Thunder. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. Next week is our guest episode. We love them. We love our guests. Woo. And for comedy month, I could think of no better guests than the brilliant comedian himself coming from the gutting the sacred cow podcast. Kevin Israel uh-huh. is coming to the show. And there's another Kevin us. on that show. There's, there are two Kevins. Wait, what? Oh. Wait, so what's the other Kevin? Kevin Goatee, who brought us Caddyshack. They're both Kevins? Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. We're, well, we're getting the Mr. other half Israel. of Gutting the Sacred Cow. Mr. Nice. Israel, I am Mr. Uh, excited to have your presence on the show. Dean, you commented on his Twitter the other day saying he was jacked. <laughs> Bro's jacked? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, so next week he will be rounding out our comedy month with the 2002 comedy starring ryan reynolds he is bringing us our third dip into the national lampoon universe with van wilder okay all right i've never seen that i I have not even heard of this movie i feel like i've heard of it in passing but i couldn't tell you a single thing about it i really like when none of us have seen it yeah clean slate yeah clean slate will we love it will we hate it we don't know we don't know (laughs) kevin israel might be uh biting off more than he could chew or he could introduce us to our new favorite film we'll have to find out next week looks like a uh college party movie heck yeah even bite off more than you can chew with this show just pick a movie and people they don't i mean I don't know if you pick a movie and you're like super passionate about like, I don't know if you're just super passionate about like an Adam Sandler crappy comedy movie and you bring it to us and we're all just like, this is crap. What did you, what did you make? (laughs) I don't know if we would be mean to a guest, but there would, we would be teetering on it. (laughs) I'd be honest. On how yeah. I feel about the movie. Honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes, Kevin Israel, bring us Van Wilder next week. With all that being said, Drew, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing next, next week? All the things you're doing <laughs> online. Uh, I have a new video that just came out. Uh, it will be coming out. Uh, a little bit after the time of recording this, but uh, for you listening in the future, uh, it's out now. It is what? my VR rec room horror video with my buddy, Caleb, who is a listener of the show. Uh, nice, so nice. yeah, check it out on YouTube and check me out on all social media under Naughty Bear Freak. And I have a Depop page where I make clothes at Harvey Clothes. 
check out my uh, Instagram where I do film picks at harvey.barker.photo.video. Awesome, awesome. And Dean, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online? People can find me on Instagram under Dean Calkins. All one word. All lowercase. Check it out. And you can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400 and my personal YouTube channel, Pure Vision. Also, don't forget to join the club. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that bell notification so you can be notified when new episodes come out every single Monday. Monday. Better way to make Monday better than to buy merch. I just and, slapped a sticker on the back of my car. It looks real good. Ooh, I've been yeah, meaning man. to get a sticker for the back of my car because our stickers are hot tickets. They That's are. Good stickers. I love our stickers. I think it's great. And our sticker makes a good back top, laptop back. I have one on the yes. back of my laptop. It looks great. There you go. There you go. It's, it's right uh, between Iron Man and Jason Voorhees. Perfect. I don't know if you're trying to show me by shutting your lap. No, no, no. Not, look. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> so go to our merch <laughs> store on Redbubble, look up Dial Up Movie Club, hit our shop so you can have all of our amazing options. And we are on Twitter at Club Dial, Instagram, Dial Up Movie Club, Facebook, Dial Up Movie Club, TikTok, Dial Up Movie Club. Everywhere you want to find us, just look up Dialogue Movie Club. You'll find everything. And be sure to be watching Van Wilder for next week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Dialogue Movie Club. And remember, I don't drop character until I've done the DVD commentary. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Safe drive. <laughs>